It's a beautiful morning. The birds are chirping. The sun is shining. And you're listening to Breakfast with Ozzy. Next up, some smooth jazz on your drive to unemployment. What the fuck? <laughs> I know it's mean to say you're green, but you gots to leave WWE. You're not fit to be the shit, so stay at home and make my grits. <laughs> That's the first verse. If anybody's looking for a new co-host for any radio <laughs> show, I'm available. Good evening, wrestling fans, entertainment fans. This is Anthony of wrestling-news.com. I want to thank you very much for listening tonight. Oh, how I had no idea that the wrestling world was filled with atheists. Dixie, you are forgiven. Hey, little Kermit the Frog, I am the new GM for Raw. NXT! NXT! Yay! Get the fuck out of here. Go into the TNA Impact Zone with one of those metal detector wands, and when Hogan comes out to cut his promo and he's doing the egg guitar, just turn the fucking thing on. <laughs> Since youngins do listen, some of your youngins out there do listen, I think it's a little bit too inappropriate to be using the word cunt on this show. People out there, remind me in a little while the word Hindu. That's how the shows go. If you're new to the show, whatever comes to my mind, that's what I say. <laughs> uh, total non-stop Anthony That's what you got tonight Total non-stop Anthony Total non-stop Anthony Total non-stop If I had a dollar for every mainstream interview that WWE has had about the greatest, hugest, historic Royal Rumble ever, I think I'd only have a dollar. Seriously. Where are the interviews? Where's the press coverage? The greatest fucking historic Royal Rumble ever. No coverage. But we told you that was going to happen. And we told you about a lot of other things as well. And as I wrote earlier today, as expected... Uh, several social justice warriors in the podcasting world and websites are trying to backtrack a little bit now. They're trying to cover their hypocrisy because a lot of mainstream sites are now taking notice about no WWE women on this show. You don't even have women uh, being able to work the pre-show. And a lot of areas are starting to take notice of this. So what do they do? Because it's getting 
a little bit of traction and people starting to take notice at the silence. You know, they're trying to backtrack. The problem is to a lot of those people with no balls, once you have NAD removal surgery, once you get your balls cut off, you can't just sew them back on. It ain't that easy. And now you you see it today. One of the stupidest articles. This is stupid. If you actually take a step back, and this is what you get, you always have to take a step back before you react to something. Because if you just re- type something and reacting immediately, not thinking about it first, sometimes it comes comes out a little bit ignorant. I felt bad a little bit for Kevin Nash. Uh, Kevin Nash actually commented about the 10 bell salute. You know, you know, we had a 10 bell salute on TV for Bruno on Monday. And he basically said, you know, in wrestling, you have a three count. Why do we not have a three bell salute for, for wrestlers? And I think people immediately started throwing in his face and they were trolling him. All right. I actually agree to Kevin Nash to a certain extent because there are some military funerals where they'll, I think, shoot the gun three times. But what a lot of people pointed out is in wrestling, you're counted out at 10. So you counted out at life. We all get to count out sooner or later. So you do the 10 bell salute, even though, honestly, I kind of agree with Kevin Nash. Three bells little bit of a pause between each ring. I actually like that idea. But the way that he worded it, people were immediately trolling the guy, putting it in his face. And I have a feeling that he probably would have preferred to have worded it a little bit differently. Um, but, you know, whenever we post comments, you, me, anyone else, you know, you always should take a step back and just think for a couple extra seconds before you write something. And, you know, just the news article floating around today about the women with the Royal Rumble event. And not only that, even the way people got angry with me on social media yesterday because I posted publicly my disgruntledness for the fact that Impact Wrestling took the world world heavyweight title off the Pentagon in less than 48 hours. All right. And anybody that's listening right now that's like, motherfucker, did he just spoil that? Let me, this is what I mean about thinking, bef- you know, before tweeting or commenting sometimes. All right. TNA, which is no longer in existence, but now Impact Wrestling, TNA used to do it. Impact Wrestling used to do it. They record weeks and sometimes months in advance. This fucking title change may not be on TV for two weeks three weeks, a month, a month and a half. So wait, we're supposed, where is the time cut off that it's no longer uh, a problem with posting a spoiler? You expect me not to comment publicly until it airs on television? Are you fucking kidding me? Not only that, for the people that ripped me apart on Twitter, there were hundreds of people commenting literally five minutes after the title change all over the place, pissed off about it. I popped for Pentagon winning the title. I saw the redemption pay-per-view. I didn't pay $40 for it. I'll be honest. All right. But I just feel because they don't air pay-per-views every single month and they're asking people for $40 a pop to turn around and do multiple title changes and then have people lose it so quickly thereafter, you know, just it to me, it diminishes the effect of the title change. And Pentagon losing that title literally 47 hours after winning it, I don't know, it just 
took all the wind out of the balloon, you know, all the air out of the balloon with that. And Scott Steiner, you know, we, we talked about on Monday. He looked great, won the tag title, showed he could still do it. He fucking, he's not the tag champ anymore either. So don't tell me, oh, you're fucked up. You ruined the spoiler, this and that. You don't think you would have found out within a couple of hours? Come on. Jesus. Jesus. Think about that. It's not going to be on TV for, uh, but wait till I get into the tapings from yesterday. Not going to give all the spoilers. I'm not going to be an asshole like that. But talk about doing things ass backwards. And I totally understand why it's done sometimes the way it's done. But perception is so important, especially when you're struggling with your ratings, when you're struggling with your pay-per-view buys, when you're struggling with finances. You know, you have to be extra, extra careful of the perception of your product. And the way they did the tapings yesterday, people are like, come on, what the fuck is that? You don't know what I'm talking about. I'll I'll tell you in a little bit, but I want to get into very quickly just the fallout and the additional feedback regarding the greatest Royal Rumble. All right. Um, I made some comments on Monday. And, uh, you know, it was interesting, the response. You know, I stressed on social media. I thought I stressed it on Monday as well. And I'm going to stress it again now. All right. I don't care if you put money in my mouth. I don't care if you put food in my mouth. I don't, I don't care if you put a nice hot piece of female ass in my mouth. I don't care if you put spoons in my mouth. But don't put words in my mouth. I never, ever once criticized any of the wrestlers working the show. I did not criticize any of the women that are currently employed by WWE for not speaking out. And if I remember correctly on Monday, didn't I say that this was a smart business move on WWE? You know, when I do this show and I say that the intelligence level of our listeners are definitely superior than any other show out there, I mean that. And this is no way, shape, or form trying to disrespect any other show for this particular moment. It's just that, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. Between the, it technically 21, if you want to include the first few months in 1997 when I was practicing and getting the feel for doing hotlines. But between the hotlines and podcasting, it's been 20 years. And I haven't changed. I tell you like it is. And I will always incorporate my real life views on how I feel about things. Just like all of you out there will incorporate your real-life views about things as well. And I know that there's other podcasts out there that are very robotic, that put on certain personas and characters simply because, you know, they think they're a personality, they think they'll get more views and more likes. Me, what you hear is what you get. This is me. And I know a lot of people out there echo what I say. And when I said Monday that there is no right or wrong answer on this, I mean it. Every single one of you out there, if you are a wrestling fan and you want to watch this event, absolutely do so. I don't look at anyone in disappointment. That's not what it is. My problem with this whole deal is because this is a business, WWE. They are an entertainment company. Nothing more, nothing less, all right? And when I see people that think they're going to change the world, they're going to make statements, they're going to make history, no, they're not going to 
convince the Saudi government. This ain't fucking Rocky Four, where Rocky Balboa could go on the mic and, hey, yo, maybe Russia and USA could get along. Hey, yo, it ain't fucking happening. WWE went to Abu Dhabi. They had the women. Everybody, oh, there is hope. There is hope. TNA had fucking women on their show years before. And did anything change? This is hope. That Hope happens within the country. Hope happens within the people. All right. But just to show you my problem with all of this, there is a letter, an open letter that's floating around social media from someone who claims to live in Saudi Arabia. All right. Now, there's no way for me to prove this. I went onto the original site where this article came from. I tried to find something in this person's bio that shows they live in Saudi Arabia. I can't find anything. But just for the moment, let's go along with it and say, yes, they live in Saudi Arabia. And this is going, I don't say it's going viral, but it's getting a lot of attention. And it really, really like annoyed the shit out of me because it proves my my just my overall frustration with this okay this is what the person says and it's quick but it's very important i think people will find it interesting but it has got more holes than swiss cheese and don't get me wrong the first half of this is fine what this person says the second half i have a huge problem with little disclaimer though uh as you probably all know by now uh, a large portion of people on social media uh just totally forgot how to use grammar and spelling and stuff like that. The The only reason why I think that this person may in fact live in Saudi Arabia is because the broken English is really, really uh, apparent here. It's not simply just people just typing and not really caring about spelling errors. So as I'm reading this, I have to really think a little ahead because some of the grammar is wrong. And if I read it the way the person reads it, you're not going to understand what they're saying. But person says, and I quote, First of all, I want to, you all to know that I'm not writing this post to be hostile at all. I just want to clarify some things for everyone and clear the air a little bit since it's been very negative lately in the subject. First of all, I know some of you think the greatest world rumble is propaganda and it's only being held in my country, Saudi Arabia, because the Saudi royal family wants to sell a view of modernization in Saudi Arabia. And I understand where, you call, where you're coming from. However, this country is changing. The culture is changing a lot in the last two years, and it's all because our young prince wants to give the wheel to the younger generation to shape our society the way they want, which I believe we needed since forever. Believe it or not, two years ago, we had no form of public entertainment at all. We had no concerts, no movie theaters, no Comic-Con, no entertainment events of any kind, and no wrestling shows that were advertised publicly because of our country's reputation. But now we have all of this. And many of those events don't even segregate between men and women. I personally didn't even think for a second that this day would come while I was alive. Saudi Arabia consists of more than 30 million people, 70% of those under the age of 30. And you know what? I guarantee you most of those young Saudis are more or less open-minded and want to be normal compared to the old generation that planted this conservative cancer in our society. But believe me, we are taking the wheel and the country is changing. Regarding women's rights, you may not know this, but Saudi Arabia is pushing for women's rights these last two years and has been supporting the role of women publicly. 
women will drive for the first time this June. And while and a while ago, the king issued a decree where he established a law against sexual harassment for the first time in Saudi history. For the LGBT community, however, they're not as lucky. I personally support them, and many people in Saudi do, especially the young ones. They support them, but we can't talk about it in public out of fear because, you know, there is no freedom of speech in Saudi Arabia, and we could be jailed for the word spoken. Now, up until now, I have no problem with what is being written, but here is the mistake and the problem of what I have. And this person sums it up, and then I'll give my comments. This person finishes up very briefly, says, and I quote, What I am trying to say is think about the greatest Royal Rumble event as a step towards the right direction for my country. We've been waiting so long to be normal, to be like you guys and enjoy life like you do. We always wanted entertainment, and finally we got it and we feel so lucky like a dream is coming true. And I assure you, women will wrestle in Saudi Arabia one day, but we have to be patient. Saudi Arabia is changing, but it takes time. And even if WWE decided not to hold this show in Saudi Arabia, it won't help. At least holding it gives us hope and takes us in the right direction. Now, here's my problem with it. WWE, I totally understand. You, you see, when I made the comment on Monday about what Mish said a while back with Stephanie's view about philanthropy, philanthropy, I always fuck up on that word, philanthropy, and, you know, profiting off of it. You know, some people had a hard time connecting the two, but this is the point. When this person says that the greatest Royal Rumble event is a step towards the right direction in their country, um, it has zero to do with women's rights because if it did, you would have women in some way, shape or form. This is, this is the biggest issue. If Saudi Arabia allowed the wrestling event to take place and it was just private companies, organizations, you know, uh, paying WWE to come there, that's fine. But you're forgetting the fact that the Saudi government is the one that invited WWE there. The Saudi government is the one that told WWE, leave the women at home. The Saudi government is the one that is dictating this entire event. They are pouring tens of millions of dollars to WWE. This is not Saudi fans holding the event. This is not Saudi companies holding the event. The fact that you have Comic-Con, the fact that you have entertainment, the fact that you have all these things now, that's beautiful and that's change. But my whole problem with everything that's been going on is very simple. WWE is an entertainment company. If WWE had the balls to say from the beginning, look, we're an entertainment company. You know, that's that's what we are. All right. Yes, we don't agree with some of the views in Saudi Arabia and hopefully that, you know, they, they will change or whatever, they, however you want to word it. If they stress the fact that they're an entertainment company and they're being paid to do this event and that's why they're going, I have no problem with it whatsoever. But people tried to turn it into that WWE is helping change the world, that the greatest Royal Rumble event will bring another step forward. Maybe the fact that you have freedom of entertainment, but the fact that the government is directly involved and they won't have one woman 
on behalf of WWE there. And even if they did let Renee Young show up, maybe they allowed Renee Young to show up and Renee Young said, nah, you know what? I'll stay home with, with my, with my girls. Okay. The fact that the Saudi government at the end of the day, at the end of the day, as this person said, there's nothing stopping the women from working this card. As we talked about on breakfast soup, Several weeks ago, before this became a story, all right, you have American and international stars doing music videos in Saudi Arabia. You have women on the beach that are allowed to wear bikinis. So the the fact that all of this freedom is allowed and the women can work the show, but they're not, it's fucked up. And I told a little story earlier on social media, and it's not a true story, but it's to prove a point. One of the dumbest news articles that I saw floating around today. And for people out there that don't understand when I say how some podcasters and websites are just so fake with their PC views and stuff like that, that they're just trying to portray a certain view. But if you don't have that view in your heart, if you don't have that view in your conscience, then sooner or later it gets exposed and a news article today floating around exposed some people so badly it's not even funny there's an article floating around saying that the women are being paid for the greatest royal rumble event now take a step back for a minute the women are being paid for the greatest royal rumble event wwe's giving them money from this event I told this story online earlier, and I apologize for some people who I baited into a trap. Wasn't trolling, just to prove a point. My father owns an Italian deli since 1982. Not too long ago, this Italian gangster gets out of jail after 30 years. So the family calls up my father. Hey, how you doing? Hey, this is blah, 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 blah. We want to have this big fucking party for blah, blah, blah. He just got out of the fucking joint. We want to fucking tear it up. We want the fucking brujute. We want the provolone, the gabagol. We want fucking six foot heroes. We want hot food, cold food, every fucking food. And we'll pay you top goddamn money. So my father's like, all right, no problem. Takes all the information down, sets up this gigantic catering order. Then the people tell my father, Hey, there's only one thing, cuz, you got to do us a favor. We don't want no fucking blacks at this party. Don't fucking send any of your fucking Mexicans or your blacks or the Spanish that work for your place. You know, you send me Mario, send me Antonio, send me Giuseppe. If you send me fucking Julio, Juan, and fucking Leroy, we ain't paying you a goddamn dime. You hear me? Yeah? All right? All right? You hear me? So what does my father do? My father has the event. My father does the catering. Brings only Italian people there. Party is a complete success. My father makes a boatload of money. Father goes back to the deli. Hey, Juan, Julio, Leroy, come here. And he gives them a little bit of cash. Listen, I know you didn't work the event, but here's some money. Does that mean that they fucking worked the catering event? Once my father deposits that money into his business bank account... He could do whatever the fuck he wants with that money. He could give everybody a bonus. He could go to Atlantic City. He could fucking buy he could buy materials for his store. He could fucking bank it. He could do whatever the hell he wants with it. 
This report saying that the women are getting paid for the greatest Royal Rumble. Anybody that even writes that is just an idiot or is just ignorant and just doesn't have a fucking clue. This is what happens when you put a front online and you think you're taking a stand and you think you're going along with something and you're just brain dead. All right. WWE getting 20, 30 million, whatever it is from the Saudis. The minute that money goes into the WWE bank account, they could buy a thousand Finn Balor rainbow shirts shirts with it, even though the Saudis are against it. They could go back to the United States and give every woman on their roster $500, $1,000 cash because they couldn't do that. doesn't mean they work the show. They're just giving them the money because of guilt that, look, you know, you couldn't work the show. It's fucked up. That doesn't mean they work the show. So if it's fucked up for my father to do the catering anyway, or if it's even more fucked up that my father's giving dirty cash to the fucking minorities that work for him just to appease them because they don't want their balls in a bunch that, look, my fucking boss, he fucking, look what he did. He fucking left us behind. Oh, I just give him a couple of dollars and shut up. No problem. Now, that didn't really happen at my father's deli. <laughs> it's never happened. But the point is... What some people are, well, WWE's making $20 million. How much did your father make, $2,000? I'm sorry. I didn't know that morals had a price tag on it. <laughs> I didn't know that once you, again, this is smart business on the WWE side. They're making tens of millions of dollars. They are an entertainment company. They are not changing the world's views. They're not making morals. They're making money off of causes. They're making money off of morals. They are inspiring young adults. They are inspiring women. They are inspiring kids. They are inspiring and giving hope to people who are sick and uh, and underprivileged. WWE does a boatload of good to this world. But at the end of the day, it is World Wrestling Entertainment. That is the name of their company. If everybody, including WWE from the beginning, said, look, we don't agree with everything that's going on in Saudi Arabia, but it is evolving. And look, we're an entertainment company. We came down there. Fine. It would have been no issue at all. It would have been very similar to Collision in Korea and honestly would have been better than Collision in Korea because North Korea, it wasn't an ally to the United States or Japan. Like I said on Monday, Saudi Arabia is. Saudi Arabia has a lot of still issues with their country, but they are getting better. But again, people tried to use this high horse and Triple H, I'm not going to repeat what his interview was, but basically it was just saying, actually, you know what? I know enough of you out there definitely want to hear what Triple H had to say. And the fact that it's the only interview that I could find, you know, from this. And and again, as I said before, you can't blame the WWE for not doing interviews about this because it is a valid question. It's a valid question. You know, look, it's very easy for people to say, oh, WWE should have just said, fuck you, the women come, or nothing, and this is and that. They are an entertainment business, all right? So they are not, you know, just morals and nothing else. But anyway, here's Triple H's comments. I want to read them. On the women, not performing, and I quote, I understand that people are questioning it, but you have to understand that every culture is different, and just because you don't agree with a certain aspect of it, it doesn't mean it's not a relevant culture. You can't dictate to a country or a religion how to handle things. But having that said, WWE is at the forefront of a women's evolution in the world. And what you can't do is change anywhere by staying away from it. Now, the problem is, is that, yes, WWE is in a, is, doesn't have to change the world. But again, you see what's absent in there? 
What's absent is WWE talking about how they're an entertainment company. What's absent in there is the interviewer to say to WWE, yeah, but um, you can elect not to support or legitimize a government that still refuses to allow women to work in that, uh, in that country for WWE. And again, women can work the event. The gov- This is a big difference here. If it was across Saudi Arabia that women could not work, that's one thing. But the fact that the government, the government is telling WWE, leave your women at home. You're legitimizing what their, their view. All right. You want to be at the forefront? Then you have to sometimes sacrifice. All right. They could have still worked the event, but how you sacrifice is you just come straight out and say, look, you know, we can't change every government. We're an entertainment company. We're not an organization. We're not a movement. All right. We can inspire people, but we can't change. If he would have taken that route, it would have been fine. But again, the problem is, is that Triple H, WWE want to try to walk that fine line. A lot of places out there want to try to walk that fine line. And as a result, you have this. In my honest opinion, the fact that they made this move is a good business move. But I have I have a much harder sell about the women's revolution, the women's evolution. Oh, we're, you know, we believe this and everybody for everyone, for everyone, for everyone. But with the for the right amount of cash, it's for everyone, you know, just you know, not now. So that's my problem with it. But again, on Patreon, doing a contest as usual. Kev will be giving some comments on the event on his Castle Chronicles podcast. It's going to be on Patreon. I'm sure Kev will have a couple of comments to make on Monday's DTKC show. I just chose, you know what, just because of the 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 way that it was handled. I just chose I don't want to see it Friday. I'm not going to cover it. I'm not going to recap it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things coming out of it. You will see title changes. And just to segue into something else, you know, I don't think people realize this, but the ba- the backlash pay-per-view happens the following week. This week is the greatest Royal Rumble. Next week is backlash. So we really have no time gap between the two. And, you know, WWE probably accidentally stepped in shit with this. They really stepped in shit for the fact that they're, pay-per-view their regular pay-per-view airs one week after this event so they could immediately as soon as they got it get out it oh thank god we're out of here we got the money they said now we can focus on backlash so there is no time to breathe on television roman reigns gets that title he's immediately going to be challenged by samoa joe at backlash all right, for the title. They are facing a backlash because the match was made before the superstar shakeup. Fine. That's I have no problem with that. But you see, with backlash one week away, you could immediately all right, look, you know, Grace Royal Rumble, it's over, it's done with. Hey, that's fine, it's fine, it's memories, and now we can focus on backlash. And that's what's gonna happen. So once this event's over on Friday, you got about, you know, a day or two to have a little reprieve and, you know, vent a little bit. But trust me, the way the fans are towards Roman Reigns and them not being thrilled about him possibly being heavyweight champion, that will uh, divert a lot of the negative attention and press about the fact that they're in Saudi Arabia. And again, WWE really made a big error in the Backlash event because there is no mention of Brock Lesnar whatsoever. Now, don't get me wrong. If Brock Lesnar is not the champion heading into Backlash, 
you know, he could quote unquote invoke his rematch clause and at backlash it might be a three way. Might be Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. Who knows? But all I could say right now is backlash is a little more than a week away. This is the lineup so far. Miz versus Seth Rollins for the IC championship. Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy, even though I don't know if it's been announced yet, but it looks like it's going to be taking place for the U.S. title. And sure, some of these matches may change with title changes at uh, Greatest Royal Rumble. Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax for the women's title. For the SmackDown women's title, Charlotte versus Carmella. And I saw SmackDown yesterday. I'm surprised that a lot of people didn't pick up on this Botchamania move. I saw it immediately. And it is pretty funny if you watch it again in slow motion. But I don't know. Today, for some reason, everybody's still talking about Bailey not hugging that guy or 20-something, I guess is a better way to put it. Uh, nobody noticed it yesterday. And I'll, I'll mention this really quick. You know, they had the contract signing between Carmella and Charlotte. They were in the ring, and there was a spot where Charlotte's sitting at the desk signing a contract. Carmella is talking trash, bends over, reaches over by Charlotte, and Charlotte grabs Carmella's head and, you know, smashes it down into the table. Problem is, and this is something that you really have to think twice about when you're doing any type of physical statement segments, and Carmella didn't, I guess, realize it, and man, did it fucking just, it would botch a mania moment personified. Charlotte grabs Carmella's head to quote unquote smash it into the table, and unfortunately, Charlotte grabbed Carmella's hat and Carmella's hat went flying off her head. So what ends up happening on TV is Charlotte has Carmella's hat, and Carmella proceeds to smash her own head into the table. Now, that's the way the move is done anyway, but the fact that Charlotte grabbed the hat and didn't have a grip on Carmella's head, it's pretty fucking funny. Watch it in slow motion. It is funny, funny. This should be the the, the front the beginning of Botchamania, the next episode. It was it was that bad. It really was. Put it this way. As much as we criticize Sarah Logan's broken English, her Southern accent, that we don't understand what the fuck she's saying, as bad as her promos are, this was worse. Anyway, Charlotte versus Carmella for the women's title, Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan versus Big Kaz. I don't know why people were criticizing Kaz yesterday. All right. Maybe the premise of it, you know, I Daniel Bryan reminds me when I was small and I hated when I was small and bullied and now I'm big. So I'm beating up my previous version of myself because I see that in Daniel Bryan. All right. Maybe that was kind of like a st- stupid storyline given to him. It's not his fault. I thought Kaz cut a great promo yesterday. All right. He's still young and he's still a lot of time. See, this is what people I think seem to forget when it was Enzo and big Kaz, you know, Enzo was the one mostly on the mic and Kaz only had to say, you know, we got one word, you know, word and word to, I'll spell it out for you. You don't have to really say much else. Yeah, he would say one or two lines. And we used to talk about how robotic he was. You know, big show, if you don't, blah, 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 we got one word to describe it. That's all he would have to do. So now this guy is being given the microphone, given the spotlight, cutting the promo, and 
I thought he was impressive yesterday. I had no issue whatsoever. I was seeing a plethora of criticism. But, you know, when you hear people say that some people just complain just to complain or find something negative in anything, that's what it felt like yesterday. Because Big Kaz wasn't even done with his promo, and I was checking out social media, and there were people just really dogging into him. You know, and I just thought that was unfair. I thought he did just fine yesterday. Uh, but that is the current card for Backlash. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. Um, now, just one thing I should have said earlier, you know, and I really, look, if Tracks or Epic Sports or anyone else puts up my comments online about what I followed up with about, you know, the Royal Grace Royal Rumble thing, you need to either splice these comments now in together or put the fucking backlash card in, put this all in as one clip because I have to say something very, very important. Everything that I said on Monday and everything that I said earlier, I have to finish up with this because I think it's very, very important. All right. I do notice, notice how I have not criticized anybody that's on the roster, whether it's the men or the women. You have to understand something. You know, the, the the people wrestling on this card, even the women that are not on this card, if they speak out, very, very vocal. And look, you know, when they're not on the pay-per-view, remember when, you know, there was a match that was going to be a pre-show and they changed it and some of the women in WWE like, you spoke out, you showed, you did a women's revolution. That's all by design. It's all by design. This, though, is a real-life, real situation. It's not by design. And you cannot truly criticize any WWE women for not speaking out. You speak out on this, all right? You're putting your employer in a negative light. And I totally get it. I know what some people are going to say. Look, if you truly believe in women's rights, you got to voice out. you got to speak out. And I guarantee you that woman will be frowned upon. Maybe amongst us we show respect, but at the end of the day, that person is trying to support a family. That person is trying to improve themselves. Maybe those women are really, really upset that they're being forced to stay at home, but they could turn that negative energy into a positive. And by them, you know, being a victim of, you know, bigotry, whatever you want to call it, okay, they, you know, they can turn that and try to inspire others. All right. I don't blame any women on WWE roster for not speaking out because do you, do you want your job to be terminated? Of course, WWE is not going to fire anybody. Could you imagine the, the, the snowball effect if WWE was caught firing someone because they voiced out against the way Saudis are still treating women, the government, the government is treating women. I mean, just think about that. That's a PR nightmare for WWE. So this idea that the women are getting money from WWE, I know what some people are thinking. It's hush money. I mean, honestly, it's you could call it hush money because you think WWE wants any of their women to speak out on this? <laughs> Unless they turn it into a storyline. That's hush money. But you know what? My honest opinion, if I'm working for WWE and I'm not allowed on a card and it's fucked up and they give me a nice bill pay, I'm going out and I'm spending that shit, all right? I just, you know, they're an entertainment company. 
And, you know, that's how you you have to look at it. If everybody looked at it as an entertainment company who also inspires, problem is I think WWE gets caught trying to be the opposite. They're inspiring in the form of entertainment. And, you know, it's just you have problems like this happen. So I don't find fault in anybody working for them not speaking out. The only person I really have seen speaking out on this, Ashley Monroe made a comment about it. And it was only like one or two words. It was in response to a meme that's been floating around about this. But, you know, I I don't blame the existing employees for not speaking out. So I just wanted to mention that it's very, very important that I say that. Because, again, don't put words in my mouth. I am just a little bit, you know, not thrilled with the way this was handled. And I chose not to support it and plug it and watch it. My right. And I definitely implore everyone out there, if you're a wrestling fan, you don't need to look at this that deep if you don't want to. You're just a wrestling fan that want to see the event. Absolutely. I do not find any problem with anybody that just wants to be a wrestling fan and keep politics out of it and just enjoy a wrestling event. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Me, I do a show. I cover stuff. People ask me, hey, why aren't you really following? Now you know why. Now, something else happened on SmackDown yesterday, and I actually have uh, a couple of minutes of it. Nakamura, yesterday, new entrance music. It's really a variation of his song. Now, look, on the common sense side of it, he's a heel right now. Fans, you know, they like his song. It's catchy. It's like glorious. It's like Fandango's from a couple of years ago. Everybody has fun. WWE doesn't want you doing that when he's a heel. So they're going to box your voice out as much as they can. So now they have uh, this song to lyrics. And once again, as I said earlier, some people, I think, just complain to complain. They try. See, the thing, this, this is how I, I look at it. And I should have said this earlier. When you got 90% of people praising something, if you go along and praise it also, chances are people are going to be like, yeah, I, I agree, and just move on. So there are some people out there, I think, that purposely go against the grain because by them being one of the 10% that speaks out against something, they will get noticed. And they'll spark debate. And they'll get a couple of the haters that'll go along with it as well. But again, yesterday, that fucking song wasn't even on for 20 seconds. And people like, the fuck they do with the song? Holy shit, some songs are not supposed to be lyrics. What the fuck is this? It just sounds like generic bullshit. Well, some people out there, yeah, you're just bitching for bitching. But there's some people out there, I can understand. You're not used to the song. And I will emphasize that there isn't one entrance theme in the history of wrestling that has 100% approval. There are songs that I absolutely love that people despised. All right. There's songs that I got this weird just fascination of. And, you know, it's just, and I know people are probably going to say right now, hey, why don't you give us a list? No, I'm not getting into the list right now. The point is, is that I don't expect every single person out there to enjoy Nakamura's new song. But my suggestion is listen to it without the crowd cheering, without the commentators, without the announcers announcing his name. Just listen to a minute or two of it and you'll get a better feel for it. And what's cool about it, and I think some people did not realize this, is that the group who performed this, Shadows of the Sun, this is... Japanese lyrics involved as well. 
So it's not just, you know, some, you know, American hip hop guy just cutting lyrics. It's actually got a Japanese influence on it. But for those that did not get a chance to really hear it yesterday, here is a little segment of uh, Nakamura's theme. Courtesy of, uh, well, they didn't give me permission, but it's playing everywhere. So obviously they want some publicity. This is uh, Shadows of the Sun, Nakamura's theme. with you it's not bad i actually think it's fine it's it's not bad at all <laughs> but you know it was funny he did the low blow yesterday and i said ah nakamura hitting aj in the kakamura <laughs> but uh i know it's stupid. um some people tried to be a little slick this is people social media trying to find that catchy phrase that gets a whole beep oh that was slick that was smart you know blah 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 they said, oh, when is, why don't AJ Styles, why don't that motherfucker just put on a cup? AJ keeps hitting him in the nuts. Well, look at the storyline purposes. Look at the way Nakamura is hitting him in the Kakamura. He's not just hitting him in the front part of the nuts or where the testicles hang. He's hitting in the rear area of the buttocks where the testicles and the, the nutsack and the, the back of the buttocks all combine. And unfortunately, the cup doesn't protect that area. So AJ Styles would still experience pain even if he was having a cup. And by the way, I know in real life who the fuck gives a crotch shot like that. You just, you know, you just want to hear right in the balls, just square punch in the balls. But it's the visual. It's not just going upward. It's keeping the arm there for a few seconds and having that retarded look on your face. And it's not just Nakamura. It's anybody over the years. Oh, I just... I just nailed you in the nuts. Oh, how does that feel? Look. So it's fine. It's fine. And by the way, people got a good laugh out of it. Yesterday, I was just trying to be funny. Daniel Bryan cut a promo because he's facing big Kaz at Backlash. And Daniel Bryan says, everyone on the mat is the same height. 
when they're tapping out to the yes lock. And I was thinking for a moment, I think people laughed because of the photo I put up. I was like, no, that's actually not true. If Daniel Bryan is tapping out a 22-foot Brontosaurus Rex, their tail would be hanging uh, over the bottom rope and uh, outside the ring, and the referee would force a break. So, no. If you are 22 foot tall, you would be uh, likely hanging outside the ring, and the referee would break it. So, no, not everybody is the same height when they're on the floor tapping out to the S-lock. It was funnier yesterday. Look at the photo, and you'll actually find it funny. So, do I have anything else to get into today? I Honestly, I don't think so. Um, I do want to give a special shout out. Actually, you know what? I, I think I do have a few extra things to get into. Want to give some special shout outs. Our new patrons, Nesta Ventura, Josh Morell, Eric Bruno, David Parada, Solo Russo, and Tony Lopez. If you notice everyone, as I mention names more than once, I get a feel for them. I know every week you hear some names repeated. They are huge supporters of the show. I have everybody's names for the most part down pat. But if I ever mispronounce a name, just tell me. Let me know. Uh, shout out to our associate producers and sponsors, Tygsy Bowers, Michael Paturzo, Nico Time, Chris Harris, Diogo Nobre, John Krauser, Mitch Atkinson, Rich Diaz, Chad Davis, Jerry Stewart, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Johnny Marin, Charles Lentz, Courtney Summers, John Stern, Tom Nelson, Carl Buto, a.k.a. Cheese and Rice, Simon Hoodie Hood, Carlitos Ortiz, Carrera II, Hassan Al-Hashmi, Brent Webster, Brandon Goins, Aaron Walker, Aaron Kloss, Anthony Hia, Anthony Smith, Jaron Bartolome, James Grusom, Mark Israel. And by the way, everyone, the show's not over yet. I actually uh, got some additional news Instant messaging me right now as we're doing this. Shout out to Matt Militia, Jeffrey Collins, Julian LeBlanc, Anthony Arado, Tim Everhart, Bob O'Mac, Sean DeMarsh, Lucia Dalban, Dan Haynes Valadez, Billy Taylor, Mandingo Chamberlain, Josh Wilson, Jason Pratt, Toby DeShong, Scott Woodford. Hope you are doing well with your rehab. CJ Uihara, Crestman, James Deal, Frank O'Shea, Marcus Antonius, Spider Lewin, Rob McKay, Brian Byrne, Anna the Gay Banana, Adam Demoy, Razorback Rob, Daniel Warren, Steve Spiniak, Michael Cuomo, Merle Coombs Jr. Uh, very quickly, Skyhawks Wrestling Collectibles. I do have his new eBay ID name. It is Skyhawk28. And he's got stuff up there right now. Just go on eBay. Browse, everyone. You're into collectible stuff. Browse. You'd be surprised. Some of the cool shit you'll find. Skyhawks Wrestling Collectibles. Your Best Bargains, LLC. They got a store on Amazon and on eBay. Crisis in the Toyverse has a podcast on YouTube under the name Undercover Capes. SubZeroComics.com for all your wrestling collectible and comic book needs. DJ Dells. Say that fast 10 times. And his sneaker podcast. He's also got a really cool Patreon. I am a member. Go check it out. Find him under the name of Sneaker Addict on YouTube. You can find him. I, on, I follow him on Twitter as well. By the way, follow me on Twitter, at Don Tony D, because uh, I am obviously very vocal on there. And just keep in mind that I do bring up personal stuff, politics. You know, just it's, it's me. It's an extension of me. Yes, wrestling seems to dominate the page, but I get into a lot of other things as well. TV tracks on YouTube as well. Clips of our show, Solo Monster, and everyone else support it. TV Tracks has got an awesome channel there. And Rocked Reviews, very, very unique podcast. I'm telling you, listen to it once. If you're into music, you don't even have to like the music that they cover. They're just a really creative show and good for them. Really, really good for them. Now, just to get into a few other tidbits, and then I definitely want to talk about the impact tapings from yesterday. 
And, you know, again, my apologies for anyone out there that is going to tell me I spoiled things. Once again, you go on Twitter, you go on social media. I mean, you're going to find dozens, if not hundreds of people, depending on how many people you follow, you're going to find people all over the place talking about this. So it isn't, look, if this was a spoiler and it was going to air tomorrow or in a couple of days, of course I would keep silent. But you can't fucking expect me to not say anything for two weeks, three weeks, a month, month and a half, simply because you don't want to be spoiled. It's not that animal anymore. This ain't like wrestling used to be. But um, before that, Zack Ryder out with a knee injury. They don't know how severe it is. On uh, Monday, I believe it was, they taped an edition of Main Event. It was Zack Ryder versus Mike Kanellis. He suffered the knee injury there. You know, look, as much as I've said over the years that I'm not a fan of Zack Ryder, never got into the character, totally understand where everybody goes, woo, woo, woo. You know, I see anybody hurt or injured or anything like that. So we truly honestly wish him the best. It's a really cool interview uh, that was posted with Braun Strowman. Put over Big Show big time. And this is cool because you're starting to see, you know, the importance of Natty the importance of Big Show, the importance of Jericho when he was still wrestling on a semi-regular basis. You got stars helping groom the young stars of tomorrow. I'm telling you, when I praised Natty being drafted to Raw, when I said that that was the most, the one that I thought was going to make the most impact, people thought it was crazy. That was a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago. People thought it was nuts. Out of the entire superstar shakeup from SmackDown to Raw, my pick was Natty. And I'm not going to get into the whole analysis on it again, but Natty is helping Ronda. She's helping some of the young girls. Okay, You're not going to ma- go from NXT into the main roster or go from the Indies to the main roster and all of a sudden be a gigantic fucking superstar where everything clicks perfectly. It's not just promos. It's not just in-ring ability. It's not just ring presence telling a story. It's also adapting to the road life. It's adapting to, you know, just different things. Uh, You know, this is a totally different animal. And Big Show, Natty, and others, Mark Henry, things they do inside the ring, outside the ring, behind the scenes, you got to give them a world of praise. And it's really cool to see Braun Strowman showing that kind of love to Big Show. Um, really, really cool. So if you want to go see it, I think the interview was with Heated Conversations. So go check that out. Now, I want to finish up today's episode with Impact Wrestling. And again, I'm not trying to troll with spoilers or anything like that. I'm actually not even going to get into a lot of the matches, but um, I'm just expressing as a fan my problems with what went down the last 48 hours. Uh, First off, look, People have won titles and lost them a day or two later. It's not anything new. So I was excited to see Pentagon as champion. Um, It's not a household name, but still it was something different. And it got a lot of praise online. Now, the one thing you have to understand is that just because people online are praising, it doesn't mean that they're the ones actually putting money into Impact Wrestling's product. They're not buying the pay-per-views. They're not buying the merchandise. They're just looking at it as a fan. But as far as perception goes, I mean, everything coming out of that pay-per-view was, for the most part, positive. I mean, it really was. And all I know is that after 
the word got out of the impact tapings from yesterday, not even 48 hours later, people, for the most part, were not happy. And sure, on television, this might look a hell of a lot better. But right now, Impact Wrestling doesn't have two and a half million viewers. They're not getting a large number of buys. They're trying to sell a pay-per-view $40 a pop where they don't even do it every month. So you want to feel like you got your money's worth. And it's not just, and this is what I think Anthem has got to understand. It's not just you spend $40 and then you're like, wow, that was a great night of fucking wrestling. It was money well spent. You want that person to continue viewing, continue being a fan, continuing, you know, what they liked about Pentagon winning and others. And trust me, I'm not this tremendous fan of Pentagon in any way, shape, or form. But the problem is, is that when you see certain things go down on a pay-per-view that you just spent money on, and then all of a sudden the following night or two nights later, everything is just thrown away or completely changed. All right? Yeah. And this is why I joked about with people on uh, online. Pentagon might end up being champion for two months because they may not air the title change for a month or two. Now, realistically, I think it's only going to be a couple of weeks. But still, in reality, he is no longer champion. So you're going to have this is this is so important. You're going to have two weeks of tapings, four weeks of tapings, six weeks of tapings, and. Even though he's on television still as the champion, you knew after 47 hours he's no longer champ. So explain to me the excitement of seeing it. There's not enough people who are just watching simply because they love wrestling. You got to get behind the characters. You got to get behind the storylines. You got to get behind the title reigns. You know, sure, this is entertainment. Sure. Uh, it's, it's, you know, choreographed if you want to use that word. All right. Yes. Wins or losses are predetermined, but usually you want to get behind a winner and you want to get behind someone's reign. If you didn't give a shit, I know a lot of people say, Oh, titles don't mean nothing. Titles don't mean nothing. But if titles truly didn't mean anything, then would you care if Daniel Bryan's championing it or not? Did you see what people are writing immediately after? Wow. What a step down for Daniel Bryan. Big has the fuck is that? He should be champion. He should be fighting for the title. You know, everybody out there that feels that Braun Strowman should be champion right now, if the belts don't mean anything, then what do you care? Seriously, think about that. So you really, in, in all actuality, you want to get behind champions. You want to get behind winners. It's just natural instinct as a human being. You want to get behind a winner. You want to get behind a champion. You feel there's an accomplishment. You feel that there's an acknowledgement. You feel that there's some type of reward, that you're giving that person the ball and telling them to run with it. And then, meanwhile, you watch a week in and week out on TV. EC3 was my most recent example. I'm a fan of EC3. I mean, it's documented online when people still said that this guy sucked. I said, this guy's money. This guy just needs a little more seasoning. He's going to be a major star. I'm not saying it to be like, oh, I was right. I mean, a lot of people predicted that. But what I'm saying is, is that although I'm a big fan of EC3, you know, it's kind of a little like, you know, not all that, you know, exciting that he's being advertised for several weeks on Impact. But meanwhile, he already debuted on NXT. Meanwhile, we already know that he's gone. You know, when they're advertising, oh, loser leaves the Impact match, we already know the outcome. So unless you have fans saying, oh, my God, that was a fucking five-star match, you got to tune in tonight. you got to go check it out. 
All right, there's not enough people out there that have that mentality. So when I see the impact tapings 47 hours later and seeing that there's three title changes already, I'm like, wow, that, that kind of sucks. But here's where I just, again, I understand the logistics part of it. But when you got fans and attendants that are, just, that are leaving there, not even 10 minutes and they're writing shit online, you know, this, this felt ass backwards, okay? If you don't know what I'm talking about, let, let me just give you a little bit of details, right? Not even a half an hour into the, to the show yesterday. Might have been the second match recorded, third tops. Pentagon lost the heavyweight title back to Austin Aries. Okay, fine. Austin Aries is now the Impact Grand Champion. What was the final match, I believe, was the final match recorded last night? Pentagon Jr. and El Hijo del Fantasma versus Matt Seidel and Austin Aries. Why am I mentioning that match? Because Pentagon Jr. came out with the title. So at the beginning of the night, he lost the belt. And then at the end of the night, they're advertising him as the champion. So they did ask backwards. Instead of doing the tag... Now, for all we know, and I and I know not one person has said this, not one, and I'm sure I don't read everybody's stuff. I'm sure somebody said it, but I haven't read one. For all we know, as ridiculous as this sounds, maybe Matt Seidel or El Hijo del Fantasma was taking a shit. Maybe somebody wasn't in the building. Maybe something happened backstage, you know, just logistics, and they were forced to change... The, the the positioning of the match during the night. Maybe the tag match was supposed to air earlier in the night and the, the, the title change was supposed to close it out. We don't know. But I will just tell you from what we do know is that the night started with him dropping the title and the night ended with him still being the title. So people being the champion, people like, what the fuck is this ass backwards stuff? Can't get away with it with Impact Wrestling. You get away with it with WWE You get away with it with other promotions, you know, where there's a lot more positive momentum and there's money coming in and there's some buzz. You could probably get away with a New Japan. You might get away with it for Ring of Honor because their fans are hardcore. You don't have a tremendously big hardcore audience. And here's where I'll leave it. Pentagon Jr., Lucha Underground, House of Hardcore, you know, these are other promotions that do have positive vibes amongst them. Lucha Underground, absolutely. House of Hardcore, Dreamer is doing great. So you're getting them involved with Impact Wrestling. You, at the end of the day, are trying to get that audience that tunes into Lucha Underground, even if it's only 10,000 fans, which I know it's not, but any fans that are watching Lucha Underground, you want to attract them to check out Impact Wrestling. Fans that are into House of Hardcore, they maybe just hear about the results and never see any of the matches. And, you know, they, yeah, it wasn't a big presence on the card, but there's still some. You want to get those House of Hardcore fans to start watching Impact Wrestling and stick to Impact Wrestling. And within 48 hours, you know, you got the heavyweight champion that everybody associates with Lucha Underground and Mexican Wrestling already dropping the title. You know, is that going to keep that fan base really, uh, you know, attached to it. Now, for all we know, there could be another set of tapings very, very soon, and Pentagon wins the belt back. They may have had no intention on giving them the belt back, and maybe after some of this backlash online, no pun intended, 
uh, they change their mind. Like, all right, you know what? Let's put the belt back on them. And then they may totally shift the fucking matches around where, you know, you'll have this match airing first week and then second week and just totally out of whack. So my point is, is that, you know, I'm not happy with what went down at the tapings yesterday. Even if the matches are great on TV, I still am not happy with just, you know, just the vibe about it. And yes, another set of tapings may change some of that. So I tell everyone, you know, let's take a step back. Let's give them a little bit of time. You know, it's uh, it's still only, what, not even 24 hours since his tapings took place. So things could change and amend itself. Um, so let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I've been wanting to get behind this product for a while. I am somewhat a fan of Impact Wrestling. I'm not going to lie. It's not one of, you know, my favorite promotions to watch. But there are enough talents there from Austin Aries to others that I absolutely enjoy. I have spoken out with uh, just the terrible way that WWE handled Austin Aries when he was uh, on 205 Live. So they do have some great talents there. Um, So it's not that I don't want to watch it because it's Impact Wrestling, formerly TNA. No, there's a lot of talents on there. But again, you could have a great actor in a bad movie. Some people will watch that movie even though the movie sucks simply because they like the actor. All right? With wrestling, it's not the same. Hardcore audience, yeah. But hardcore audience is not going to pay the bills the way Anthem needs it to. So, all right, everyone. I'm out of here. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Breakfast with Blasi. Like I said, I know it's a little bit of a shorter show. But you got to understand something. Uh, Don Tony and Kevin Castle show took place less than 48 hours ago. So I can only talk about what has transpired since then. And what I've been consciously trying to do on Breakfast with Blasi is to fit two pounds of bologna in a one-pound bag, which means, you know, maybe keep the conversations a little bit shorter, a little bit tighter. You know, it doesn't mean I can't get into the same amount of content, but if you can, you know, move things along a little bit quicker, there's no reason why we can't, you know, have 90 minutes worth of content in a one-hour show. You know, Take out all the commercials. You know what I mean? And speaking of commercials, you know, I appreciate everyone who, uh, you know, 99.9% across the board had no problem with, you know, having an audio commercial airing at the very end of the show from Monday. Yeah, from time to time, you'll hear one or two ads halfway through a show. But one thing I promise you all out there, it's not going to be like YouTube or other shows out there where after every 10, 15 minutes, you're you know interrupted with an ad here. It just that's just way it's not just that it's over the top. It's greed. It really is. And I totally understand, you know, people are really fighting to survive with their shows. It's not cheap, you know, in a lot of ways, especially when you handle it the way, you know, you're supposed to. So I understand why people really need to try to make the cash. But at the same time, though, if it really interrupts, you know, the the product, it's like watching a wrestling match on TV and having four commercial breaks during the match. All right, it's just, it's not enjoyable. It just gets to the point where you're like, you know what, I'm not even going to fucking watch. So I promise you it'll be kept to a minimum. But uh, once again, thank you for the support as always. Follow me on Twitter, at DonTonyD. The website, DonTony.com. You could email me, DonTony at DonTony.com. Facebook.com slash DTKC show. 
Uh, obviously, our archive of all of our shows, DonTonyKevinCastle.com. And once again, if you like what we do, you want to help support the shows, help us keep the bills paid, the lights on, give our Patreon page a, ch- a shot, Patreon.com slash DonTony. Uh, if you sign up before Friday morning, you can take part in the pay-per-view predictions contest. The thread is up there. It, well, it's not really a pay-per-view, but still, the greatest Royal Rumble. Look, just because I'm not thrilled with the way this was handled and I chose to sit out this event doesn't mean I'm going to hurt the listeners or the patrons or the family and friends that listen to these shows. Yes, we're doing a contest. Yes, it's business as usual. And yes, I want everybody to take part in it. So you could sign up. By Friday morning, you could take part in that contest. Even if you miss out on it, next week is backlash. So back-to-back weeks, we're doing contests. And they're not easy to do with the entries. Anybody out there sees, you know, how in-depth these contests are, but that's what makes it so much fun. So definitely check that out. Plus, you have the Patreon-exclusive shows there. Mish and I do breakfast soup every other week. Kevin Castle does his solo show every other week. He does another show with his lady friend, Trez, that he does every other week. So you got some, you know, Patreon-exclusive shows. There's a show every week. So go check it out. There's over 100 episodes right there that are exclusive to Patreon. So little as five bucks. Sign up, get access to everything, take part in the contest, interact with me, other people, and it's a very small, tight-knit family there. I think you'll really enjoy it. So once again, patreon.com slash Don Tony. I am out of here. I will be back two weeks from today with your next installment of Breakfast of Blasi. That will be May 9th already. Was May 9th that date with Kane? Was it May 9th or May 19th? I don't know. I think it was, I think it was May 9th. I don't know. But uh, So I'll be back in two weeks with your next Breakfast of Blasi. Next Wednesday will be Breakfast Soup, which I'll be on Patreon with Mish. Uh, we actually are going to be doing a little food review. So anybody that's on Patreon, you know what I'm talking about. We're going to be reviewing Angelina's from Baltimore, Maryland. Crab cakes. So you'll have to tune in to know why we're getting into that. And uh, again, Monday, the 30th, I will be back with Kev with your next installment of the Don Tony Kevin Castle Show. And uh, please, feedback as always. Much appreciated. And, oh, God, how could we not forget? This week in wrestling history, it's taken a life of its own. I mean, it's just fucking phenomenal the way that this show has ended up. I mean, just two to three hours every single week, lots of sound clips, memories. It is so, it's by far the most amount of work that I've ever had to do for any show. Just gathering the the results, verifying information, trying to find audio footage, trying to edit, filter, you know, improve quality of footage, organizing it. You know, just telling stories, finding oddball news stories that you probably have never heard about. It's just really taking a life of its own. And the fact that you all are singing the praise for it makes every minute of the work involved so worth it. So if you haven't listened to an episode yet, go out of your way. I promise you, you will enjoy it immensely. So, all right, everyone, I'm out of here. I'll talk to you all soon. Be well. Enjoy the show if you're watching it Friday. You'll catch me again this Monday with Kev with your next installment of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle Show. Take care, everyone. Ciao.